in the morning. When you want the news, you need the front page every hour on the press box. Nothing's writing on this except the uh, First Amendment, the Constitution, freedom of the press, and maybe the future of the country. Not that any of that matters. And now, the news. I don't even know where to start with the New York Rangers and the Washington Capitals. They're, they're the first topic in the front page today. So the New York Rangers put out a statement that said that George Peros, the head of player safety of the NHL, should be fired. Yesterday, the Rangers fired their general manager and president uh, before they played the Capitals in a back-to-back setup. Um, Jim Dolan says that it was not, it had nothing to do, the firings had nothing to do with the statement that was put out. Um, Reportedly, that statement came from ownership and the GM and the president distanced themselves from the statement. Like they didn't want to have anything to do with it. So it's hard to believe that Jim Dolan fired or did not fire them because of that statement. Like it had to have something to do with them not agreeing with the statement that he put out. Okay, I I would agree with you in sports on 99% of the teams, but I'm not sure Jimmy Dolan knows he's the owner. (laughs) So this guy is such a buffoon that he might not know on a day-to-day basis what the hell he's supposed to do there. So any other team, I'd be like, oh, come on. It has to exactly do with the statement. This one, I'm not so sure because in one minute he's taking responsibility for the statement. Like five minutes later, this guy might say, I don't even own the team. So I'm not really sure to what to make of this because I could absolutely see him releasing a statement, forgetting about it, and the next morning saying, I should hire those, I should fire those two guys. I mean, he's such a disaster. Like, when he does anything, you're like, shrug your shoulders, like, eh, it's just Jim Dolan. I, I don't know what's going on here. And then in the actual game, their rematch with the Capitals it was pretty uh, fun. There were six fights. Uh, what before Jesus. the first media timeout, yes. I believe, yeah. like within the first four minutes of the game, yeah. there were six fights. Uh, there was there were three fights right off the opening draw. Both the all three forwards for both teams fought to start the game. Uh, Tom Wilson got in a fight. What Riley Smith's younger brother jumped on him to make him fight. Uh, Tom Wilson ended up leaving the game with uh, what the Capitals said was an upper body injury. Uh, yeah, a lot happened. I can't remember what what was the total penalty minutes like seventy or something like that in the first period alone between Capitals and Rangers. So basically, like this is. This is what the complaint should be about with the NHL not punishing Tom Wilson. Well, they find him, but not suspending Tom Wilson is basically the New York Rangers saw him not get suspended and said, okay, we have to take this into our own hands. We you have think, to punish the Capitals. Well, there's two things here. They must have coordinated it before because it's beautiful because there's one pi- fight per official. So like, and they and they, they, they not only skated away from each other, say, Jimmy, you got that one, Mark. I mean, like, it was hilarious. Like, the defenseman just kind of stood there. like, you can only do six because there's only three officials. And each official skated over to one of the fights, which is hilarious. But do you think, I know it's Tom Wilson, tough guy, whatever, Maybe the upper body injury is Tommy take the rest of thy night off because they're going to, I mean, you're a tough guy, but they're making runs. When Riley Smith's little brother's making a run at you, you could be in really big trouble. I think the the only pushback I'd have against that is you had to have known something like oh, this I would was hope coming. You yeah. So if you were going to do that, you would just take him out of the lineup to start night. the game. Like you wouldn't even put right. him in the start. But I, I don't know. I would assume it was a real injury because Tom... Tom Wilson. Oh, he doesn't probably seem wouldn't want to do it. That's right. the thing. Yeah, but yeah, maybe, maybe a coach said, "Hey, we just yeah. we, we can't need to, protect. We you need to play a game. game. Like yeah, we exactly. need to actually play a game." Capitals ended up winning, by the way. T.J. Oshie scored a hat trick. How uh, about that? First game yeah. he played since his that father was... passed away. 
Like, uh, you had this really weird story, and then you had that, which was completely emotional. And you're like, man, that's a great story and to see his emotions, but it just got caught up in the other nonsense. Yes. A, a month's worth of stories in Capital yes. Rangers in one game. Yep. Man, you know, that's a great question. Kyrie Irving was fined $350,000 by the NBA because he has not been showing up to post-game press conferences this season. Um, he, if you remember in the preseason, talked about how he didn't want to talk to the media or he wasn't going to talk to the media. He ended up talking to the media before the season started. But now I guess I didn't know he was not doing this after games until they find him. But now he has been fined $350,000 because he's not talking to the media after games. And that is a requirement of NBA players to be available to the media. Is $350,000 a lot for this uh, crime? Like, it's not a lot of money to Kyrie Irving, but it does feel like a lot for, hey, he's just not talking to the media. Yeah, I'm actually surprised. I, In a weird sort of way, I gave the NBA credit because they actually went to this much money. Like, some of the fines you see are like, what is that? Like, that, Tom that, Wilson that, just got fined $5,000. Yeah, $5, that's like, Tom Wilson, that's tipping money. He, that's <laughs> nothing to him. He wouldn't even, his agent would make out that check. He wouldn't even know what that is. So, three fifty, even though that's not a lot to Kyrie in the big picture. I thought 350, I'm like, that's kind of a statement by a league. The thing about Kyrie is none of us can comment here because we're all pawns, according to him. And one of his only <laughs> only quotes all year is, I don't speak to pawns. So I don't know how we're even talking about this guy. See, I was thinking five grand on the sliding scale of hockey player to NBA player that is, does I don't know what John Wilson makes. That is true. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, might, exactly. it might equate yeah. similarly. Yes, you are exactly. right. Because yeah. Kyrie's probably making, what, oh, 30? 30 million a year. And yeah. Tom Wilson's probably making seven five. or eight. Seven, five. <laughs> yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So you're right, Jared. It might, yeah. it might be on the scale. Great question. Thank you. Can't make his payment on his Lexus. (laughs) John Means threw a no-hitter for the Orioles against the Mariners yesterday. But can I tell you what I'm mad about? I think I see it on the rundown. It wasn't a perfect game. Right. Because one guy reached base, which it can't be a perfect game if one guy reaches base. But the way that guy reached base was he struck out, but it was a wild pitch. So he got to get to first base. Yeah before the catcher could get the ball and throw it down. That is the worst way you can lose a perfect game because he didn't even give a hit. He didn't walk a guy. He didn't hit it. Like it's, he struck the guy out. He struck him out and still couldn't get the perfect game. That's brutal. That's a great, great question. I mean, I'll go with you're exactly right. (laughs) In fact, I saw, I, I saw people I know, friends of mine who uh, work in Seattle who were actually tweeting that like this is awful and they're like you know covering the Mariners and they're like this is this is horrible that this guy because they wanted to see the perfect game like look if we're going to sit here and watch this thing at least have the guy right there pitch the perfect game I think the Mariners have five guys in their everyday lineup hitting below 220 good because they're coming to Dodger Stadium (laughs) maybe Dodgers will win a damn game (laughs) no no they'll they'll, they'll get it back exactly they'll hit 450 against Seager's brother will go like 9 for 10 with three bombs (laughs) I think he's. They've got like two guys that are. Actually he must doing be well. one of. He's good. I think he's one. Yeah, of he's them. good. Next question. The Ravens signed Alejandro Villanueva. Signed him away from the Steelers and gave him a two-year deal worth up to fourteen million dollars. So if you remember, the Ravens traded away Orlando Brown uh, to the Chiefs. Got a first-round pick back in return, and this was sort of the deal that they had waiting to replace Orlando Brown as one of their tackles. But here's what I'm curious about. Alejandro Villanueva compared to Colton Miller, because since Colton Miller has been in the league, Alejandro Villanueva has been 
better by Pro Football Focus every single season. Uh, but Villanueva is going to have a cap hit of about $7 million this year. Colton Miller's is 13. Well, I mean, I think obviously he's better than Colton Miller. I think Villanueva is better than Orlando Brown. So, I mean, I think they got they they ended up trading away a first-round draft pick. And in the end, the Ravens not only got a better guy back, but someone within their division. So, I was like, you did really well for this. Yeah. Um, yeah, the... The cap hit on those are just goes back to like, now why did you sign him yeah. on the extension? It, it kind of it depends on Villanueva how they structure it, but the average between the two years would be seven million. It might be more in year one, yeah. less in year two, or whatever. But ultimately, the Raiders are paying. Seems like more. they got the best guy of all of them. Yeah, the Raiders are paying more for Colton Miller than yes. the Ravens now are paying for Alejandro Villanueva, despite Villanueva being and better. Villanueva has proven himself to where he probably deserves that deal, where you didn't have to extend Colton. Yes, it was like, that's unnecessary. Like, unnecessary. Next question. The Bears might move out of Chicago. So this is this is actually kind of interesting because they apparently want renovations at Soldier Field, but the mayor of a suburb in Chicago, Arlington Heights, has come out and publicly said, we have land to build a stadium for the Bears. He wants the Bears to move to his suburb. Um, I did. I don't know. They haven't like offered up and said, "Hey, you know, we'll we'll give you seven hundred and fifty million to build the stadium or anything like that." But a suburb of Chicago is trying to steal the Bears away because the Bears want renovations to Soldier Field. Um, can you imagine the Bears moving over renovations to Soldier Field? It's just like I said. I mean, in two thousand twenty-one, I don't care how iconic your stadium is; it's the smallest one. I was at Soldier Field like eight to ten years ago, and I'm like, man, this place. It's, you know, you, you want to go there because it's Soldier Field, but then you actually get in and start looking at it. It's like, this place is a dump, but it's Soldier Field, so you think you're at some great place. I just can't believe in 2021, given all these allegiance popping up and everything, that the Bears' ownership doesn't go, look, we like the tradition and everything, but we're not making near as much money. So I I, I can't believe they'd ever leave Chicago or Illinois. That I no. can't believe that. Would, the NFL wouldn't allow that. But if you're telling me this mayor in Arlington, wherever, can build them a brand-new, beautiful stadium... I mean, I wouldn't think they, I think they would think about that for sure. Right. The mayor of Chicago said the NFL would not let the Bears leave Soldier Field. And I don't uh, believe that for I a minute. I don't believe that for a second. If, if Arlington Heights yeah. came in and said, all right, we've imposed a new tax. We're yeah. going to have $800 million to build a stadium. The league for wants you. new stadiums. They're, the NFL yes. and the Bears are saying, yes, please. Yes, we, absolutely. We, we agree. Yeah. And we will move out of Soldier Field sure. to Arlington Heights. If there is public money to build oh, a stadium, that's all they want. They're gone. No More doubt. New streams it. for the league. No yes. chance. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't the state of Illinois bankrupt? What like, does that matter, Jared? How are they going to bankroll this new stadium? The city of Henderson gave $40 million to <laughs> yes. the Silver Knights and the next day announced a $40 million deficit. And it's weird because these, the mayor of Arlington is the cousin of the mayor of Henderson, so they think <laughs> they think along the same terms. <laughs> I can't tell if he's joking or not. No. <laughs> no. Okay. I have no idea. But no, you're right. If the, if the NFL, if someone's giving you public money for a stadium, they don't care where it is in the state. You can't leave the state, but you can go wherever yeah. you want. Oh, yeah. And especially <laughs> if you're just in a suburb. Just yeah, to, they don't, just, what do they care? What, I don't know. 30 minutes away. I don't yeah. know how far away this is. There, Absolutely. They you, can't pay their teachers' pensions, and they're going to build a stadium? Jared, well, Cobb County took money that was supposed to go to parks that the people of Cobb <laughs> County voted on and said, yes, we want parks. Gave it to the Braves so they could have a stadium. And they don't need went, parks for these kids. And then went back to their residence and said, all right, yeah. we spent all that money on the Braves. If you really want the park, you're going to have to vote on some more yeah, taxes. Exactly. So do you want those parks or not? We gave you one big park. Yes, <laughs> that you can't even go to or park at ever. All right. 
Coming up next, we're going to get into the Raiders because nobody seems very optimistic, except David Carr, about the Raiders making the playoffs this year. Our stats hogwash. Are you tired of hearing Tyler do math on the radio? Tweet at Bischoff underscore Tyler and at Ed Graney. And Rizzo hits a ground ball, left field, base hit. The Cubs are going to win the ball game. Here comes Duffy to score. The Cubs have swept the Los Angeles Dodgers. And the Cubs are chasing Anthony Rizzo all over the diamond. And the Cubs have swept the series. We should have won that game in nine innings. Uh, I thought Walker was outstanding. Left a pitch, a cutter up to Marisnik, and he put a good swing on it. But outside of that, uh, he was dominant. So up to that point, you know, we were in a great spot. We're back to the press box with Grady and Bischoff, live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios. No, I mean, like, I don't know. I've been so calm lately. Like they're last like, night. Well, I told you before like the show last night. Seventeen in I mean, their last twenty-one. I, I told you before the show. Like Jansen comes in last night. I'm like, oh, they're losing. Like he, 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 he blows second straight. He, he wa- starts walking guys. Like I don't know. I'm kind of disappointed in myself. Like either that, or I keep telling myself they're just the best team, and eventually it's going to happen for them. Because you know, they're. I mean, they are. They are four and seventeen. They're a game and a half out. <laughs> I mean, what does that say? I mean, I know what it says, but it's like you're. St- I, I I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I'm not. I haven't thrown anything against televisions. I haven't gotten really mad. I just kind of sit good. there. I'm I'm proud. Uh, I'm not. I'm a little worried actually. It's May sixth. <laughs> Calm down. I mean, the it's family. The family's actually saying something. Like the son walked by. He goes, "Wow, they lost again." I think he expected me to like screaming. He kind of gives me this weird look, shakes his head, and keeps walking. <laughs> like they expect me to like blow up. You got a World Series and you went soft. Yeah, that might be it. That might be it. That might we, be it. We have talked way too much about my fantasy team on this show, but my Kinley Jansen Mookie Betts heavy fantasy Ooh. team. Has not been returning the dividends that Ed had promised me during draft season. I mean, Mookie was horrible last night again, three strikeouts. But yeah, oh no, he, I'm aware. He was like eight of his last twelve before the game, and he's still hitting two forty six. So it tells you how bad that guy's been. We will Man. say nothing about my favorite baseball. Well, team. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> who, who would win a game? If, who would win a game if the Astros and Dodgers only had to throw their pins? Like fourteen oh, it would never end. It, it never would never end. end. There's no clock yeah. on this thing. Exactly. <laughs> the Dodgers, if the, Do- the Dodgers and Astros, if they Just got tied, the once the starters are done, if it's tied, yes, games going on end. forever because the bullpens are both giving up three <laughs> runs every inning. Um, by the way, I will say one thing: Aaron Judge went over five with five strikeouts last night, so I did Ooh, enjoy that. It's, it's not a good day, uh, but. The Raiders, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook has out odds on every team to make the playoffs. The Raiders have the fifth worst odds in the NFL to make the playoffs this year. The only teams that are worse than them are the Bengals, Jets, Lions, and Texans. So, like, do you think the Raiders are actually close to the fifth worst team in football going into this season? I think I'm surprised. No joking aside that the Bengals are behind them because of Burrow, and I think they have a better, like, upside. Um, although, you know, they're playing a good division, obviously, but um, the way Cleveland's playing now. But, look, I, we, we talked about it. You know, I, we talked about it before the show. I retweeted Jim Trotter. We also, what he said yesterday, it's if they're not as good now as in when he first, first took over and they have to prove themselves after dismantling the line, and we've said all these defensive changes, it's all relative because they might be better, but I don't know how much better. 
I, where else would you put them? I guess, like I, I, you know, yeah, I don't. I, I certainly didn't look at this when you when you put it in the rundown. And said, man, I can't believe that. Like I'm like, all right, you know, prove yourself. So the when it comes to the odds to make the playoffs right now, the problem for the Raiders number one is they're in the same division as the Chiefs. Uh, number two is a lot of people like the Chargers, even though the Chargers and Raiders were were very similar last year in terms of record. Uh, and number three is the Broncos are currently getting a boost because they. Con- could conceivably land Aaron Rodgers and sports books don't want to be hung out to dry with giant Denver Bronco tickets uh, with Aaron Rod- If Aaron Rodgers were to go there, if Aaron Rodgers goes somewhere else or just goes back to green Bay, the Broncos will fall down to basically, they'll probably be below the Raiders, honestly, right? Because they have a car yeah. slash Teddy Bridgewater yeah. as their quarterback. Yeah. But uh, to me, this is more about the division and the fact that the chiefs are there and the chargers are one of the teams that people like the most. And, Here's the thing. We've talked about if Aaron Rodgers got traded to the Broncos, how the Raiders should go into rebuild mode because you, you're looking at three, four years of having no chance at even finishing second in the division. I kind of think they should do it anyways. Like I kind of think they should be rebuilding right now anyway, because there's two, two factors into this. Number one is Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs. Unless he gets hurt, you're pretty much playing for second place. You're playing for a wild card spot. You're, if you're going to do anything in the playoffs, like your ceiling as a team right now is simply to make the playoffs. It's not to do anything more than that. But the other reason is because they've missed on so many of their draft picks. Because if, if, this, if, if the Raiders as an organization, they had those six first-round draft picks in John Gruden's first three seasons as the head coach. If they had hit on Cleveland Furl, uh, Jonathan Abram, Damon Arnett, Henry Ruggs, like if they had hit on those guys along with what they got out of Jacobs and Colton Miller being an average left tackle, then they're probably in a lot better position. They're probably the second best team in this division and have a legitimate chance to make a run at the Chiefs. But because they had those six first round picks and four of them haven't been any good for the team, two of them played their first year last year, we we'll give them another shot before you call them bust. But four of the first round picks they got have not been any good at all. They blew it. Like they traded away their two best players in in Amari Cooper and Khalil Mack, got a bunch of draft picks back and they blew it. I mean, they had a chance to rebuild and be really good and have a good cheap roster for a few years with all those first round picks. And they blew it because they didn't draft good players with those picks. So I almost feel like they should rebuild again. They should say, okay, we're not catching the chiefs. Our goal is to win a super bowl. We're not going to do that anytime soon with our current roster. Let's blow it up and try something else. I'm not saying you're wrong any that I just n- absolutely know that Gruden would never accept that. Uh, he can't. I mean, he, he can't. He's he in is, a fourth year of a yeah. ten-year deal. He can't. I mean, behind the scenes, are you talking in those terms? What do we have to do? But out in front, you have to say you're a playoff team. Right. You're in your fourth year. I don't care if it's a ten-year deal or not. His contract I mean, would allow it. He's the he's it would allow he's it. One but of he like wouldn't do it. Two three coaches in football that would be able yeah. to say, "Oh, we screwed up the rebuild. Let's try it again." Uh, not many coaches would get that opportunity. No, not many coaches would say that. Yeah, but like his contract would allow it. The problem is, is he would get like oh, skewered destroyed. if he said, "All right, we're, we're rebuilding yeah. again." Yeah, like we're going You're into year four, we're rebuilding yeah. again. He'd get skewered for it, and I can't imagine John Gruden would be the guy that would do that. I can't imagine John Gruden would be the guy that would give up on his current no his current no roster chance. rebuild or whatever no. and say yep and and you look at what they've done this offseason you bring in Yannick Ngakwe you do that cuz you think he's he's going to be the guy that helps the defense get better and get the team to the playoffs right you sign you bring back Carl Joseph and you sign Casey Hayward yeah. and Rasul uh 
uh, Douglas to the secondary to try to make that defense good enough. Now, what they did to the offensive line kind of suggests they're rebuilding, <laughs> but what they've done in the offseason suggests they're going for it. But I think it, like if the goal is to win the Super Bowl, this roster is not doing Can't do that. it. This no, roster is not can't going win to win a Super Bowl. No. So if the goal is to win a Super Bowl, they should absolutely be rebuilding because the only thing this roster can accomplish is making the playoffs. Like I, that's um, the ceiling for the team. Uh, yeah, I might be wrong about this. Let's say Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver. If that happens, there will not be four teams worse than the odds of the Raiders making the playoffs. <laughs> I just want to tell you, right then the Bengals move ahead of them. If Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver, like, eh, we better move the Bengals ahead of these guys because they're probably not making the playoffs now that Aaron Rodgers is in the same division as Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. Did you, do you put the Jets ahead of them too? Nah, they're a disaster. I but mean, maybe the Lions have like a better great. quarterback. The Lions and Texans are hard, or the Jets and the Texans are hard because the Texans, who the hell knows what's happening to quarterback, and the Jets are just the Jets. Yeah. Well, they're just so bad. Like, you, they're I, just like, although, wait a minute. I think you can put Hold the Jets ahead of them. Hold on a second. What have the Jets done against the Raiders lately? Beaten them. Beat I know. Them. Well, beat, well, no. well, they beat them third. They, yes. beat, they crushed them like yes. two or three years ago. Yeah. Last year, yeah. they gave up the Hail Mary to Henry Ruggs right. at the yeah, end. Exactly. The, the we weren't tanking, but yeah. we're firing our defensive coordinator. I just coordinator. keep remembering a couple of years ago. I was at that game. Yeah. I was at both oh. games, but I just remember the other one. Listen, um, listen. One of those one of those got Sam Darnold traded to another team <laughs> simply because they went, but did you see his tape against the Raiders? <laughs> listen, the Jets division is not that good. Like the Patriots, yeah, Patriots down. Miami, they should be better. Tua, at, yeah, they should um, be better. The Dolphins have a very yeah. good roster, but is Tua in Buffalo's good? best team? And Buffalo's there. Like it's a good division, but it's not a great division. Like there's, if you told me Zach Wilson was good, it wouldn't be that shocking if the Jets finished second. They're not going to. They're probably going to finish last. But I don't think it, it'd be. To me, I'd be more surprised if they finished second than the Raiders finished second in the AFC West. So can we set a clock as a show as to what week we start advocating for them to tank the rest of the season for the number one overall pick? The Raiders? Yeah. I'm now, May 6th, 8.27 a.m. <laughs> okay. even, even now is too early. No. You gotta let them play a game before tank you now. go. Before you go, huh, this team may not be in. Listen, if Derek Carr doesn't lead them to a touchdown on their first drive of the preseason, it's time to tank. It, I mean, I'm, again, <laughs> everything he said, I agree with. I just know they won't do it. Yeah, They well, certainly won't admit to it. I mean, you can see on certain moves, hey, what are you doing there? Why would you do that? Or you're not a believer in the guy. Like, you brought in Casey Hayward. It's like, what does that mean for the guys you already drafted? Do you believe in them or not? I get that. But even in a 10-year deal, going into your fourth year, like, he could never say that. Because I mean, their their goal is to make the playoffs. Absolutely. Like, that's yes, their goal. Yes. Their goal, they're they got to get there first. Yeah, their goal is not to win the Super Bowl. Their goal is to make the playoffs. Like that's the Raiders' objective this season, and they will view it as a wild success. Well, at if they seventeen make the out of eighteen years, that should be the goal. And, and here's the thing: I don't think they're wrong. Right. I don't think that's the wrong thing for this franchise to be you trying get to back accomplish there first. because they haven't done that. Right. I just, I, we just all know that. Okay, even if they make the playoffs this year, make it again next year. They're a nine-win team that's getting bounced in the well, first and round, you're, of the and playoffs. you're picking seventeen and eighteen every year, right? And when if you're tr- again, if you're trying to win the Super Bowl. They're in sort of the worst possible position yeah, to in the middle try ground. and win right. the Super Bowl. So I think they should they should seriously consider blowing it up because that's that's the easiest or the not easiest the fastest way to get back as a Super Bowl contender is hey you blow it up and you got to find a franchise quarterback and not rely on well maybe Jonathan Abram won't miss every tackle he tries right. to make this season. Coming up next, Darren Millard joins the show. 
Is Tyler a know-it-all? Can you prove him wrong? Call the Press Box voicemail and let us know. 702-720-4678. Maroon is not just a color. This is the VGK Update with Darren Milsey Millard. Darren! How are you, Darren? Oh, Darren. What's up, Tyler? Hello, Edward. How are you? All right. Before we get into the Golden Knights stuff, I do need to ask you, have you ever seen a team publicly state that a league employee needs to be fired? No. (laughs) Unprecedented. It was a nuclear option. (laughs) Honestly, the the fine I expect to be a million dollars and then go from there. Which is okay, like we said, because we're not sure uh, Jimmy Dolan knows he owns the team. So yeah. I, I don't know who's going to pay the million dollars, but it might not be him because he probably doesn't even know he owns a team. Yeah, I, it's 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 bizarre. Uh, I, it's unprecedented. I that just I'll say this: in 1988, there was a fiasco with officiating at New Jersey Devils uh, in that series. Jim Schoenfeld and uh, and went after the refs, and uh, and it went back and forth. And New Jersey was fined a million dollars in '88 uh, for that. So if you take inflation. Tyler, this is your your Ballywick, uh, here. Uh, uh, give me give me a number here from from a fine in 1988, a million dollars. What is it in 2021? I don't know. Sounds like five a million. lot. Sounds like five million. Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, were you against this, or were you saying, you know what? Okay, that guy gets away with a lot, and he gets five thousand dollars. I mean, when you first saw it, was your first reaction positive or negative towards them coming out and saying this was wrong, and the person in charge of this needs to go? Uh, my first reaction was uh, that it was a dirty, greasy play, mm-hmm. but that it, there was a penalty, and uh, he probably should have been kicked out of the game. But but I, I didn't think it was a suspension, and the more I watched it, I didn't think it was a suspension. I was uh, I was right on board with uh, with what player safety decided uh, with 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 this. Um, the on on its own merits, uh, it was just it was a scrum. It, it could have been really bad. Uh, but I don't think um, I don't think it was suspension worthy. Does the way the Rangers and Capitals game played out last night have any impact on your thoughts on whether Wilson should be suspended? Because presumably, if Tom Wilson no. gets suspended, that game doesn't start the way that game started. Right. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll say this: the, the way it started last night was strange to me because Tom Wilson wasn't in the in the starting <laughs> lineup, and they still fought. So why why are Three other guys on Washington having to fight because you're mad at Tom Wilson. I didn't get that, uh, but uh, but but Riley Smith's brother going after Tom Wilson that was kind of cool uh, and expected. And and I actually think I don't, I don't know whether Tom Wilson's hurt or not, but uh, getting him out of the lineup or getting him out of the game with the upper body injury uh, and will not return was probably the smart decision for everybody. Uh, to I, I think he had to play. Uh, I think he had to answer the bell, and I don't think Tom Wilson would have any issue with that. But then getting him out of the game afterwards was was probably the right decision. There's there's a, a part of the population that's never seen anything like that <laughs> before. So that was uh, that was that was unique. Uh, I, I tend to go down YouTube rabbit holes every now and then, and I'm amazed at the, the things that have happened in our game. But last night was uh, was a little bit of a flashback. Should we want Nick Hague to fight more? 
there's more <laughs> on that. Yeah, you know, I, I'm 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 not uh, a believer that that a player has to fight, uh, and that goes against uh, some of what I what I just said. But uh, last night, like, when I saw that he was fighting Marcus Foligno, I cringed and and audibly uh, said to uh, Mike McGenna beside me, like, "Oh, like Marcus Foligno can hurt people." He fought Joel Faraby last year uh, in Faraby's first fight, and Faraby's not uh, physically as as big as as Nick Hag, and and it didn't turn out great. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Uh, and and I know that that Nick's a, a a big man and and can can obviously after watching it can handle himself, but uh, Marcus Polino just can flat out hurt people uh, with with with. Fighting, and uh, I was concerned, and uh, and that that was from a from a fighting perspective. If you want to look at it just purely on that on that angle, uh, I was impressed uh, with what Nick Hag did last night, and and uh, it'll it'll grab some respect, and and it'll it'll turn some some heads and get some attention around the league, and uh, it'll it'll go a long way uh, for, for Nick Hag. Uh, uh, I don't necessarily think that that they needs to fight more, and I and I. Would, I certainly don't think you need your 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 defensive pairing both in the penalty box at the same time, <laughs> but uh, but it was uh, it, it was it was pretty interesting to see both Zach Whitecloud and and Nick Hack, uh, get get so involved. Uh, if you look at record, or even if you look at like Corsi and expected goals, the Minnesota we go from scrapping and fighting and all this kind yeah. of stuff to Corsi. We got to get to the the goals. good part of hockey, the good part of oh. hockey, Darren. Um, but okay. if you look at that, the Golden Knights have actually been much better against the Avalanche this year than the Minnesota Wild. The Wild have been the worst matchup for them in the regular season this year. Do you, like, do you have a good explanation? Like, why have the Minnesota Wild been such a pain for the Golden Knights? Uh, no, I can't tell you that uh, oh. at all. Uh, and, and it's weird because it's, it's this little uh, circle that's, that's, that we're seeing play out. Vegas it has trouble with Minnesota. Minnesota has a lot of trouble with uh, Colorado, and Colorado has trouble with uh, Vegas. You go in this little weird, weird circle that that is, and they're and they're all really good teams. So, no, I I, I can't explain it. Uh, but but I, I will add this: the Dylan Coughlin game uh, when he scored the hat trick. I'll just because everybody remembers Dylan Coughlin part of it. In that game, Vegas played a really really strong third period. And uh, and and came back and and probably just, like should have tied it. Uh, it Alex Tuck had a, had a great chance late. Um, I think I think there was some confidence in in that game. What they did, what they were able to do, and then scoring five goals the other. I, I consider the six goals against more the anomaly than than the uh, the flukiness of a five goals scored. And I I really think that that the tide turned. This week, even though it was a split, and one of the games was a really disappointing uh, collapse, and with 26 seconds to go, I think the tide turned, and you kind of you turned the page uh, on this whole Minnesota thing this week. Does anyone have a problem with St. Louis? Because I that do. might be the first round matchup, and uh, it appears no one's talking about them. No, I do. Uh, in fact, Shane Knighty and I have had this conversation. Uh, you guys weren't there because Shane and I have all our conversations in private uh, <laughs> under, the cone, under the cone of silence. Uh, but a uh, little Maxwell Smart. Do uh, you remember Maxwell Smart? Ed, no. 
No. Really? I mean, I know the name. I know the. I, I know what you're talking about, but I didn't watch okay. it. Yeah, I didn't watch okay. it. I, I know what it is. Uh, okay, good. Thank goodness. Uh, so we 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 were talking about uh, and have been talking about St. Louis for for a while. They're 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 getting uh, healthier and they found their swagger and they uh, they just have that confidence. And I think I think St. Louis will be a, a difficult out uh, in the first round. So whoever uh, there's no there's no middle square on the bingo card in 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 this one uh, this year. I think for for any of the divisions. And and certainly uh, in in the West, uh, you're, you're facing a, the Stanley Cup champion from two years ago that still has uh, a lot of its uh, core there. Now, the only thing I will say is you've got their best player uh, on your side, so that's a positive. And uh, I asked uh, Ryan Wallace, like, when when do we start talking about Alex Petrangelo, or when's the first question come to Alex Petrangelo about the possibility of facing his former team? Because that's that's a real possibility right now. Who is Maxwell Smart, and why the hell did you bring him up? It was he had the cone of silence when he would talk to his boss, uh, so nobody else could uh, could hear them. Was it you a ever, legitimate? You, I have I have literally no clue what we're talking about right now. Was it a legitimate it, cone? Yeah, like it would pop down like they were they were the secret agents, Agent sixty six, Agent ninety nine, and they had the their lair and and uh, it was like the takeoff of the FBI or the CIA. Yeah, uh, but but it was but it was comedy. Yeah, it was, it was a 2008 movie with Steve Carell, right? Yeah, but before that, a long time ago, it was a series. Oh, I can't find any information on that. <laughs> it was pre-internet. I mean, I knew I knew exist. it was a series, but I also have never seen Star Wars, so there's things that I just can't comment on. But I knew Maxwell Smart was some kind of detective. Yeah, it was, and, but it was comedy, like he's a buffoon, but it's really really funny. Sounds hilarious. It must had to have been there. <laughs> Holy! You, you had to, yeah. You had to have been born pre nineteen ninety one. Ninety two. Don't make me that old. Calm down over there. That's basically what it is. All right. Uh, give me your thoughts on Peyton Krebs through two games. Uh, good. Uh, very uh, creative. Uh, very uh, played played more last night. Uh, still, still playing like he's playing center, but they're sheltering him on faceoffs. Which I think is uh, is is great, and and what I would do uh, certainly, and and make sure that um, that uh, he's in a position for success. But uh, got some power play time last night, and like look look they they've gone with one less forward uh, out of a decision to get him in the lineup, like a conscious decision to get him in the lineup by sacrificing one extra roster spot. That tells you how excited and uh, what the coaches think of this uh, this young man. And uh, I think that uh, that he's he's delivered in, in, in that and in that role and being able to uh, to handle the pressure. He didn't just dip his toe in. He went into two of the biggest games of the year and uh, and, and and played well. And I, I like the the fit with uh, with Nick Waugh. Uh, Alex Tuck and Krebs seem to have some chemistry, but Nick Waugh has uh, I think he's played well on, on that line. So uh, I would expect uh, I would expect this to continue uh, for the next couple of games. How much uh, we saw uh, some players talking about this, uh, especially the last two games in Minnesota. Asked Alex Tuck about this earlier today. How much do they miss Ryan Reeves in games like the last two? I, I think it's significant. And and Mark Stone's comment Monday after the game was one of the last things he said in his media availability. But 
but Mark Stone doesn't just say things to say it. Uh, and I was a little surprised uh, it didn't get more traction in, in the early going. Uh, but uh, but I think it's uh, it's it's really significant. Uh, you you know that that uh, if if you're out there and you're taking like Ryan Hartman, um, who's a bit of a disturber, I don't think Ryan. I think he still has a presence, but I don't think he's nearly to that level uh, uh, during during the course of the game that that Braden McNabb is. I don't think it stops Marcus Foligno from, from fighting. But it it may not he may not be as uh, energetic to go out uh, at somebody like Hartman took a run at Riley Smith you know what could have been a bad play on Monday it was a dangerous cheap play and I think he was really lucky that he didn't catch uh, Riley Smith's head uh, Hartman has to deal with with Ryan Reeves after that play the same way that Hag had to deal with Marcus Bellino and I think that that's a case where where it changes things in in a really significant way. Although Hartman um, definitely paid his price with Braden McNabb in one of the most powerful and funny. Like, I don't think I've gone like, like, ooh, or and laughed at the same time as I did during that play. Because it was both uh, impactful and funny at the same time when McNabb just absolutely dropped him on the ice in front of Marc-Andre Fleury. Well, that was after Fleury hit him in the head with a cheap shot oh, on Hartman. Come, come. Oh, and then even Flurry like raises it up like seriously. Like, cheap shot. Down. I think Hartman, you have to know Hartman a little bit. He enjoys playing that role. And then he punched McNabb first. And McNabb came right back at him. That's what I see you guys doing during the commercial break. Like uh, you go to commercial break and you're Hartman and Ed's McNabb. And no. you you punch Ed, and then Ed just drops you. Well, of all of this, we know only one thing. Zach Whitecloud shouldn't be fighting anybody. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he, he, got, he got raked by the elbow yes. pretty good. That wasn't like that. That was, I can see why he was upset. That would have hurt. <laughs> all right, Darren, get out of here. We appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Darren. You guys going to commercial break, and you're going to punch Ed, and then Ed's going to yeah. drop you? No, we're both going to leave the room and not talk to each other. That's right. And that's what we usually do. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, Darren. Thanks, Darren. Take care. All right, we need a new sharp. Jared was close. Oh, did you lose? Oh, he he needed the Wild. If the Wild had scored in overtime, he would have won it. I saw Minnesota. I thought you took the Twins. (laughs) Like, I looked on the rundown. I'm like, did he take the Twins? I mean, we could do it that way. I mean, (laughs) do you do the show with us? (laughs) (laughs) On most days. We need a new new sharp. (laughs) 702-364-1100 is the phone number. If you would like to make your pick for today and get started on a streak, 702-364-1100, 702-364-1100. It's time to find the sharp brought to you by PropSwap, where smart sports bettors buy and sell sports bets. Go to PropSwap.com today and find the very best odds. All right, Mike is our new sharp. Mike, where would you like to go for your first pick? I'm going to go with the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Ooh. Hawks. Okay, okay, hold on. Let's All let's right. see here. Okay. What do we want to give you with the Atlanta Hawks? Uh, Atlanta is playing Indiana, so they're minus six. So do you want it to? We'll, great. we'll give you. We'll give you. <laughs> fi- we'll give you five and a half. So you can't actually push there. So Atlanta minus five and a half is your line against the Pacers today. Sounds good. Thanks, Mike. Awesome. Wow, I would, 
I mean, he could give me a lot of games. I didn't know he was going there. I wouldn't uh, have guessed that one. As soon as he said the pay, or as soon as Tyler said Indiana, I was like, "Yeah, go ahead and make him have to cover something." <laughs> uh, last night, the Pacers' backup big man almost fought one of their assistant coaches because during the game, the player was yelling at the bench to sit the bleep down, and the assistant coach wanted to fight him over that. Wait, the player wanted his teammates to sit down? Was t- no, telling the coach to sit down. Oh, to sit okay. the bleep oh, okay. down. I thought he was saying his teammates. Because I'm sure he probably screwed something up, and the right. coach was yelling at him, right. and he was say- yelling back, sit the bleep down. And then when the next time out, uh, Miles Turner, one of the other players on the Pacers, had to hold the coach back from, wow. from going face-to-face with one of their players. Uh, because, yes, the Pacers, are, I think they're still probably going to make the play-in game in the East, but uh, I know Adrian Wojnarowski reported yesterday that Nate Bjorgren, their head coach, who they just hired last offseason is on the hot seat. Like, they're going to fire their coach after one year, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the Pacers. It's not like they were going to win the title anyway, but... I mean, they're back-to-back, but might be Mike might be going what he saw last, given the Hawks blew the Suns out last night. That's a... that's a. Yeah. They're both back-to-back, but that might be what I saw lost, and all of a sudden the Pacers are going to win by 10 tonight. Well, Atlanta, if, it, if Atlanta blew out the Suns and the Pacers got blown out by the Kings last night, I can't, I can't fault that logic by him. No, I know, but. <laughs> so there's the pick on the Atlanta Hawks. Now it's time for some soccer because we have our Champions League final. Unfortunately, I can't win anything. I just have to buy one of these two bums lunch at the end of the day. That would be beautiful. Chelsea beat Real Madrid 2-0 yesterday to advance the Champions League final. So May 29th. We still got basically a whole month here. Yeah, May 29th wow. right. is the Champions League final. Man City, Chelsea. Man City wins. Ed gets lunch. Chelsea wins. Jared gets lunch. Wow. A lot of prep time. We're watching a lot of film. Is there Boys is, will be watching a lot of film in the next two weeks. This has created a decent amount of content for the show. Is there anything that we could do that, like over the summer to keep this going as far as like you have to buy somebody lunch and we get to talk about it? Like, is there, like When does the Women's Champions League start? It's, it, it runs the same time. Ah, we'd that's have to that's do, bad uh, planning. We'd have to do like CONCACAF Champions League, but even they're already into the semifinals. No, uh, we, no, we need something no, in July. No, no. Yeah, that'd be the CONCACAF Champions League. Everyone gets one UNLV quarterback to who the starter is in the first <laughs> game. And we have to pick it out of a hat because obviously yeah, I think we'd I, all I, take Brumfield, Brumfield right now. So we take three names and put it in a hat. And then at the end, it'd be like, it's Tate Martell. And no one would have had him because we didn't put him in the hat. So no one so we all, we all have to buy Vinny. Yeah. Wait, exactly. we're going to put Tate Martell in the hat? No, we're not. That's oh. the thing. We'll only put three in and then none of us will win because they'll sign Tate Martell like on August 10th because they'll go into camps like, yeah, I don't know about these three guys. Is there we anyone else to, out there? We need to put Tate Martell yeah, in the hat. <laughs> so somebody's sitting there with a guy that's not on the roster. <laughs> but as soon as he signs, he's it's guaranteed like he's to guaranteed start. Uh, One other soccer story from yesterday is that UEFA could try to ban the teams that join the Super League from playing in the Champions League for the next two years. But here's the interesting part. There's basically different groups of teams that they're going to hand out punishment to because eight teams pulled out of the Champions or out of the Super League, excuse me, the six teams uh, from England plus Inter Milan and Atletico Madrid. But there are technically four teams that haven't pulled out of the Super League yet. Barcelona, Real Madrid, Juventus, and AC Milan. Like four teams are still saying, yeah, we're in the Super League. And those are the teams that UEFA is looking at and basically saying, we're going to ban you from the Champions League for two years, which would be, I mean, it'd be kind of unbelievable. Real Madrid and Barcelona, two of the most successful teams in the last two decades, 
in the Champions League were banned from the Champions League. All of a sudden, Spain's sending like Sevilla or something like that to the Champions League. It'd be a pretty significant punishment to ban them for two years from the biggest tournament in Europe. Yeah, I don't think they'll do it. Too much money lost with those either, two. Barcelona right? and Real Madrid. You can't have that. You can't ban those right. teams. They have too much money. Not that not that players don't change teams. And right, Messi they're all, might the time, do it this, all the time. Messi yeah. might do it this offseason, yeah. but right now that would ban Messi and Ronaldo from the Champions. No chance. No and, chance. Yeah, I. No way. I don't know. I I imagine that the UEFA UEFA is going to punish those teams. Yeah, I mean, but, fine them. Yeah, but yeah. I can't imagine you're taking three of your four no biggest chance. teams out of the Champions League because again, the the whole point of this Super League thing is these are the teams that people want to watch on TV. So right. these teams said, we're and these, are, these are the thing. players they want to watch. We're going to create our own thing that people will watch yeah. and we'll get all the money for right. it. And UEFA said, no, no, we need you because we need the money. And you're going to take, you're going to take Messi and Ronaldo out of that. Right. There's no chance. That, I, I can't imagine they actually would ban them for two years. Cause again, the replacements would be via real and Sevilla coming out of Spain instead of Barcelona and Real Madrid. And yeah. nobody cares about via real or Sevilla.